actually record the show in a studio. Oh, I don't know. Why do we have like to go in the like studio? February. I mean, it's been a while. There's, there's there's no video games in the studio. There's right? no cigars in the studio. There's no tap lines in the there's studio. The, really, the only thing in the studio is you and I, and we're not that exciting. <laughs> we so. are on location at Bad Weather Brewing Company, one of my favorite destinations in the Twin Cities. Uh, we are here because there's a lot of video games. Yes, there I mean, are. That's why we're. That's legitimately well, and, why we're here. And beer. And beer, but a lot of video games. <laughs> and food trucks. And food trucks. And bonfires and families and, and fun. So let's let's get right into it. We're, uh, we're of course, joined by the, the good folks from Bad Weather, uh, Zach and Joe. Uh, we're also joined by Josh uh, from Surly. And, and, of course, Brewer Andy uh, from Bad Weather is here as well. So if you hear, like, nine people talking, that's that's why. Yeah, we got a, we got a jam-packed uh, picnic table. We're also, uh, also going to play a segment we recorded at the uh, the Rochester Craft Beer Expo as well uh, with the folks from Bent Paddle. So uh, another show that's way overbooked because that's just how we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bent, uh, Bent Paddle's got, got some cool stuff happening this weekend. Uh, so stay tuned for that coming up in a future segment. Yeah. We don't know which one yet. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about why we're here uh, at Bad Weather. Uh, Zach, Joe, tell us about this awesome kind of retro 80s video game event you guys have going on yeah no it's uh so this is the second year we've done this we did this uh, in april last year uh so we decided well it, it went very well we had a wonderful weekend for our kind of first annual and, and fourth uh brewery anniversary mm-hmm. four-year brewery anniversary last year uh we had a, a retro arcade party at the brewery and uh decided to make it an annual thing so we're we're doing it again this year for our, our five-year anniversary um and, and kind of getting things rolling on on friday it goes through the weekend all the way through sunday so why why retro? What do you guys have against modern video games? <laughs> Are there modern video? Do they even make? I mean, I, 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 you know, there's con- there. You got your Xboxes, your PlayStations. The, well, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe and I are, are a couple uh, '80s, early '90s kids. So you know, it, there's something very nostalgic about the uh, the arcade cabinets and the uh, you know the pinball games and the the Pac-Man and what's you know, the, what's the, your favorite video game, Zach? Uh, well, here. Ski ball. I mean, ski I ball. I own it. Is that a video game it's or is a, that like a it's carny a game? Arcade type game. Yeah, that's not a video game. Like, that's like how many tickets do you get for every? Oh, that, well, that, the name of the game is Ticket. We don't do kick tickets here. Oh. But, like, back in the Can day, like, like Circus Circus or Chuck E. Cheese. If, if I, I get, like, 1,200 points. I'd be those tickets like no one's business. I want, if I want 1,200 tickets, do I get a kazoo like a Chuck E. Cheese? I would, no. Where's the I prize mean, counter You can, you can pay us to buy a beer. You've got to get you got to win 5,000 tickets for, like, a pack of gums. Such a ripoff. Have you, have you ever been dragged to, oh, to like, the Circus Circus? Like, it's such a, it's, man, it's not cool. No, so my only experience so far has been as a child begging my parents for quarters to pump into machines for tickets and stuff. No. And and the, the, the beer they have at Circus Circus, at least they have beer, but it's not good beer. And, and yeah, Circus Circus is a train wreck. Oh, dude. Yeah, and, stay away from that. You know those lines haven't been cleaned since the place opened. Like, <laughs> Well, you should come to bad weather then, because we're having a full yeah, why are we talking outdoor. About 
we're circus arguing. Circus. I know. Why are we talking about? Circus I want to give the good folks something to yeah. compare to. Well, we are much beer, better in circus. We have games. all. We have all the games. We don't have tickets, but we have really good beer, and we clean our lines all the time. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's no really, no, no kazoos. You've got food no, trucks no here. We have food trucks. We have biffies. We, <laughs> we have all of the uh, all the high end stuff that you need to enjoy an arcade party so, outdoors in Minnesota. So Zach's a ski ball guy. Joe, what's your favorite video game here? Oh boy, it's either the X Men or the uh, Turtles in Time. That's the, those, those are, are the good. ones I've yeah. been those playing. Turtles yeah. in Solid Time, choice. which we we own and you can play here on a on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's that's a taproom staple. I know my uh, my son loves to come play the uh, the Turtles in Time. He's uh, no stranger to that console. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah you got X Men, Turtles, and The Simpsons are basically all the same game. They are, <laughs> but, they're, but fair you enough. know, similar they, style. Yeah. They just the, the, the artist aesthetic like makes all yeah. the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you guys also, what's the other staple you guys have here? Is it Gauntlet Legends that's here all the time? Yeah, so at the tap room, we always have the Turtles in Time and Gauntlet Legends. Those were some of my favorites growing up, and uh, definitely when we were building the tap room. Yeah. Uh, that was a requirement for me. We needed to have those here. Nice. Any any chance to rotate those out? Maybe if you see any long lines here for, uh, you know, maybe if X-Men, you know, 20 deep, you guys going to think about me swapping out Turtles in Time? Well, I, or? Don't know, I don't know about swapping out because we own those. Okay. Uh, maybe expanding maybe, maybe, the selection? Yeah, potentially yeah, adding to them. I think so. We'll, we'll see how it goes this weekend. Maybe we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll put a little money aside to buy some more games. But, uh, no, it's, you know, we have a ton of games here. You're not going to be waiting in line too much this weekend. No, you know we have we have forty plus games this weekend, and um, it's, so what's uh, what's the setup? If folks are interested in, in Dragon Mom here for Mother's mm-hmm. Day, and why wouldn't they be? Because yep. moms love video yep. games moms too. Love video games, absolutely. So what do I have to come and bring my own quarters? Do I get tokens? How do I sure. partake in the in the fun? Sure. So the idea with this one is we want to find something to celebrate our anniversary party, uh-huh. utilize our uh, space outside the patio of the parking lot, and um, when we were figuring out what sh- we should do. We were, I think we were playing Turtles in Time at the tap room, and then we realized, <laughs> let's do something yeah. like this. Um, but for this weekend, no, free to come in. It's $5 for unlimited arcade play, so you don't have to worry about the tickets or the quarters. Uh, kids under 12, don't worry about uh, the, the, the arcade play. The kids are free. Nice. Um, so it's we try to make this a really fun, family-friendly event. And what are some of the uh, the food trucks you guys are going to have here this weekend? Right, yeah. So we've got uh, Rulin Strudel, actually the uncle of head brewer Andy Rulin, um, Habanero Tacos, we've got the Bark and the Bite, Potter's Pasties, and uh, Minnesota Nice Cream is coming out as well. I can wholly endorse uh, Bark and the Bite. Why don't I pass yes. the microphone to Andy and let him talk about the, uh, the strudel? Would you mind, Andy? So uh, Rulin Strudel House is my Uncle Tom, Tom Rulin. He started the truck. It's, he's probably been doing it for, I want to say, at least a 10 to 15 years. His initial idea was to get into the state fair, but um, I think that just turned into a, it's, it's really hard to get into the fair. A lot of money, a lot of hours. Um, he was focusing on uh, county fairs. And... Um, and then the kind of farmer's market boom kind of got going, and he's been really busy with farmer's markets in the summertime. Um, has, I want to say, upwards of 30 to 40 different types of strudels, everywhere from sweet, sweet, 
strudels, dessert style to savory and and dinner style and strudels. If, if there aren't folks who you know maybe uh, aren't don't celebrate the the I guess European heritage, don't know what strudel is. What what is a, a strudel? <laughs> you know, I don't have a good answer for you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a it's a it's baked a pastry, pastry with, a pastry, with fruit. Yep. So it's a puff pastry, and then there's some sort of a filling. So. Um, it can be. He's got everything from like a Cuban style, brat and crowd. What? To Cub- dessert. Cuban. Um, um, Dude. Like a, a cra- he's got a cranberry sour cream, uh, an apple. Um, so it's, there's a lot of different flavors. He's got a cheeseburger. Um, really? So yeah, if you, his uh, he, he sells in a few farmers markets. I think a couple of stores around town. Um, yeah, I think I've only had the uh, like the fruited variety of, of strudel. This is kind of a whole whole yeah, new no, world. The savory strudel is is very good, dude. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check out the Cuban for sure, if not the cheeseburger. Yeah, the che- I, I've had both. The Cuban's really good. Um, the cheeseburger is it's it's got a nice um, amount of like there's some pickles in there, cheese. I'm um, I'm frequently for I mean lucky enough to go to Nebraska every once in a while where my wife's family is, and they have a a runza, which is kind of a, a doughy kind of bun pastry type of thing, where they do like hamburger or like cheeseburger stuffing. Is it similar to something like that, or is it more of like a flaky, puffy? It's flaky, so you can buy them. Whenever you buy them, they're they're frozen. Um, and what you would do is just kind of crack an egg, um, kind of whisk that on the top, and it mm-hmm. gives this kind of flaky golden crust. Um, and then whatever whatever you have in the middle. And so. these are all fresh, freshly made. I'm assuming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. But we are up against a break. We are on location at Bad Weather Brewing Company. Coming up next, we will go ahead and bring you the segment from the Rochester Craft Beer Expo that we recorded with uh, the folks from Bent Paddle. Tell you about their festiversary that's coming up this weekend. A lot of cool stuff going on with them. We'll do that next. More from uh, Bad Weather coming up right here on the Minnesota Beer Cast. Next time on Closing Argument, chances are we know what we're voting against this November, but what, if anything, are we voting for? We'll consider it on Closing Argument with Walter Hudson, 9 to 11 weeknights on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Find great gifts for mom and big home improvement savings during Menard's Mother's Day sale. Enjoy the natural beauty and durability of genuine... For having us out hosting the education seminars. Always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, One of the things that I love about uh, this festival is that it's in Rochester. And Rochester has so many great, fun things to do. Uh, I can't wait to, on the way home, stop by John Hardy's and get some of the best barbecue in the state. Uh, I will wholly endorse them. If you're a fan of barbecue, it's worth a trip to Rochester. If you're in Rochester already, you're lucky. <laughs> we are joined by a couple of uh, some great friends. Uh, the folks from Bent Paddle are here. Uh, we've got Mike, we've got Patrick. Going to talk a little about what Bent Paddle has going on. Uh, you guys have all kinds of exciting stuff happening. Let's, uh, let's kick it off with talking about the new tap room. Sounds good. I'll take that one. Um, again, my name's Mike. I am here uh, this, as part of the two things that I do for Bent Paddle. Uh, we're doing our festivals on the road. I'm on the road uh, multiple weekends out of the year, and then I'm uh, full-time in our tap room as well. So the new tap room just opens. Uh, we were three weeks in as of this past Thursday. 
the new tap room, it's about four times the size of our original tap room. That uh, was kind of part of the ownership's growth plan the entire time was that they knew that by building a production facility, they wanted to maximize that space first. So the original tap room uh, was undersized, uh, pretty. It was quick. cozy. Yeah, it was cozy. It was intimate. Uh, on the week, <laughs> intimate, uh, crowded would be another word <laughs> on the weekends for sure. Um, so they they always had that plan of wanting to uh, have a bigger space to showcase their product, and I think our new tap room is doing that really well. It's uh, it's doing a great job of telling our story, and uh, you know, for us as a company, being not just a beer manufacturing company, but also a local community partner, uh, there's a lot of different artwork on the walls featured by different artists that are from the Duluth area. Uh, there's murals on the wall that kind of tell our story about our water source and how important that is to us being from Lake Superior and um, and then it's uh, attached to it is our new pilot brewery which is a seven barrel system oh, that's that's a pretty good size pilot yeah absolutely yeah exactly yeah for some people that's their entire brewery but uh, for us uh, you know going from a 30 barrel system down to a seven barrel system it allows us to play around with different styles a lot our brewer Neil is uh, heading that brewery up and doing a fantastic job so far Rochester native Neil Rochester Karen. native Neil Karen yes absolutely <laughs> yeah. uh, he wasn't here with us today because he was uh, busy in the brewery um, making uh, another uh, you know few beers that he's been making uh, one of those styles is always going to be featuring a rotating IPA so the second in that series just came out and we also have a oatmeal stout and a wit beer which is going to be on at our local Wade Stadium for the Duluth Huskies uh, as a uh, sponsorship beer. very cool you mentioned a local artwork in the tap room uh, is it going to be set up like a gallery or is that art that you guys have purchased to support local artists and are, and are displaying there uh, yeah some of it's been purchased some of it's been donated uh, it's not a gallery uh, to say that they're for sale uh, but uh, like a gallery it uh, features the artist's name and their location and um, and that as well because yeah, I've seen that in other places where you know hey we'll set it up like a like a gallery and it seems like that's a really cool concept but it also seems like that's one more thing to have to worry about when it comes to slinging beers and making sure customers are happy you're gonna throw one more wrinkle into the into the mix and while it's a neat concept people want their growlers they want their crawlers they want their beers and if they got to wait for you know somebody to purchase their artwork and stuff to be taken off the wall well I, you know like I said I think that's really cool eh, maybe not the best efficient mixed-use space but again really neat um, so the new tap room all the way across town from where the old space was well, we've actually pretty much taken over uh, an entire city block at this point uh, it's the so we've got our production facility and then there's a parking lot and then across the street from that parking lot is our new tap room and what we call HQ our offices are on the top floor of that uh, pretty cool it's called the Inger Olsen building it's a kind of a historic building for Duluth uh, it was before us uh, a furniture warehouse it was originally built as a creamery and then uh, most recently before us it was uh, a company called Kestrel that manufactured uh, small craft airplane parts. Neat. Yeah and that's so we neat. took over that about a year and a half ago for our offices and then that's when they started developing the plan for the new tab room. Pretty smooth process the whole way through? Depending on who you ask. Uh, from the outside, it looked really smooth. Uh, I would say if, if any of our four ownerships were here, they, they would say that they, uh, they may have gotten a few more gray hairs as a result of it. Um, it was a, you know it was, a, it was a big investment both uh, for time and resources, but it was incredibly well thought out, and uh, the the proof is in the pudding. The it's been very well received, and it's just a, it's a beautiful piece of living art. I think the, the attention to detail is almost mind numbing. You can keep walking around and see something you didn't see last time you were there. Um, that's been 
one of the many things that really impressed me about this new tap room. So for, for busy folks like myself who love Duluth but just haven't had a chance to get up and see the new space yet, they can probably do that at your upcoming festival. Is that right? Yep. Festiversary is on May 12th, uh, and that's our, our annual anniversary slash fest. Uh, we do. We got music, live music all day, uh, food trucks, a lot of local events, uh, like magicians. It's very kid-friendly also. Mm -hmm. uh, we're right next to uh, the skate shop that will do a demo, and uh, we have two stages set up for this. Uh, we've got a number of, um, we've got all of our beers, but a number of infusions of each one of those beers that will be featuring in, I guess you could say, a hut. Yeah. Uh, a number of these huts that will be placed uh, in the uh, beer area. Yeah, and we were lucky enough to go up last year, I think it was, and do a show from from Festiversary. Uh, it's in the archives. If uh, if you have not had a chance to listen to that, I it would encourage you. It might have been a good time. You. It was, it was from definitely. From what I remember. It was definitely a good time. Are you coming up this year? Uh, I will Are we check invited? my calendar. You, uh, yes. I, I think we, if you would like to come up, we'll find you a ticket for yes. sure. <laughs> I may have a ticket back at my booth. <laughs> so we any new beers you guys have coming out? Anything being released at Festiversary? Yeah. Uh, actually, we're releasing uh, a special infusion. It's a 16-ounce can four-pack uh, of our of our paddle break blonde that we're doing as uh, an infusion. But in this uh, in the infusion, we'll have a green tea and lemon zest. Oh, wow! And uh, this one's called paddle break. Tea, tea break. <laughs> sorry, tea break, tea break blonde. <laughs> tea bag blonde. No. <laughs> and this will this will be out. We're going to release it. Uh, it's it's available in the taproom right now, but we're going to officially release it at Festiversary next week. And then uh, the week after that, that Monday and Tuesday after that, you'll find that in stores and in bars. Nice. So we will be ke uh, kegging and canning that. Um, and that'll run until probably the end of June. And then come July, we're going to do our uh, session pale um, infused with just about every kind of citrus you could get your hands on. And that's our Citrus Party Canoe. Same format. 16-ounce four-pack cans. We'll be canning and kegging. Uh, and that'll be through July and August. Very nice. What, what kind of decision goes into, uh, like, those citrus infusions? Is it just, you know, as, as fun and as varied as you can get, or is, do you have, like, specific tastes in mind? I think a lot of it comes down to some trial and error and uh, a little bit of R&D. Uh, you know, kind of how our infusion program got going initially was that it was just taproom-only releases, and they were, you know, from the bright tanks taking off uh, maybe one or two barrels at most and then just playing around with uh, different types of infusions. There have been some that have... Uh, come and gone and maybe won't come again there have been some that worked really well we've learned that you know with our hoppier ales the the bent hop and the canoe uh, citrus fruits tend to go really well with that uh, we've done the uh, the bent hop with uh, orange zest uh, in the form of the hop mosa before that one went really uh, over really well and kind of um, spearheaded what would then become the citrus party canoe yeah, I, and I heard there was a bit of a, a horror story with uh, the zesting of uh, all the uh... <laughs> Last year for citrus party canoe there was a lot of labor hours and I think that that beer quickly became one of the more expensive beers both the cost of the product and then the cost of the labor to, to <laughs> yeah. do it then I mean whatever it cost it was worth it that beer was amazing it was really good yeah but I think incredible. there was there was over 40 labor hours of just zesting because we did it all by hand uh, and there were some people that were kind of at their wits end by the end of it but well, I think thank uh, them for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do <laughs> fantastic well uh, if folks want to find out more they should definitely uh, head to the website for bent paddle and thank you guys for coming on the show let's uh thanks for having us so i may i may see you at festiversary that sounds I great so. and 
in, in addition to the website, our social media game is really active. We've got a guy, Max, who uh, Max Magruder does all of our social media, and uh, he's a very gifted photographer and very uh, very active in the social media game. So yeah, any any of those routes that you want to go, be it Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, uh, hit we, it up and we check it out. all the kids are on Snapchat now. Do you guys do the Snapchat? Um, you know, we play. I don't know if we where we landed on Snapchat. There was an idea that because the target demographic of that was like 12 to 18 year olds, maybe that wasn't mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> yeah, market that we wanted to go for. Um, I think for Festiversary last year we had a Snapchat filter, uh, but our Snapchat game, if if it exists at all, is probably the weaker of those, uh, just because <laughs> yeah. the target audience is. I'm, I'm still on MySpace, so yeah, <laughs> you're the only one, I think. <laughs> right? <laughs> he has a lot of fun on there. <laughs> Got a Thank you so page. much for stopping by. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah, we'll hope, hopefully see you guys at Festiversary. That sounds Cheers. great. More Minnesota beer cats coming up right after this. Find us on your radio at AM 1130 and FM 103.5. Stream us on iHeartRadio. And now find us on OK Google. Play Twin Cities News Talk on iHeartRadio. Getting Twin Cities News Talk Station from iHeartRadio. Thanks, Google. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center, mainly cloudy. At the Rochester Craft Beer Expo, that was a fun segment. But we are back at Bad Weather Brewing Company for Arcade Weekend. I took that last segment off. I went over. I played a little Pac-Man. Played a little Miss Pac-Man. I got to the. Uh, I got to the cherry level. <laughs> That's the first level. By the way, good, good starts job. at the cherry level. I'm more o- of a- older games are hard. That's right? Something, yeah, it's. I mean, some of that stuff Pac-Man's used to be no a joke, man. No, it's not. Pac-Man it's is not. no joke. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. It was, it was funny. I was playing Pac-Man with my kid the other day, and uh, I made it to, I don't know, level five or six, and my kid was just amazed. He's like, oh, Dad, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> how did you do that? I was like, man, I, you think this is the first time your dad's played Pac-Man? No. <laughs> no, I got I got one of those, like, the, the Super Nintendo, like, mini systems that Nintendo released. Right. And I, I've been playing with my four-year-old, and and. I'm playing these games like Mega such Man a good and Contra and all this stuff, and he's like, <laughs> Dad, like, like you're not very good at this. <laughs> like, oh, I hear that so often from my kid. <laughs> no, like, it's very hard, son. <laughs> you don't realize what I'm working through here. I play these, uh, play these Xbox games, you know, the first-person shooters on the Xbox, yeah. and my son will come out every once in a while, and he'll watch me for, like, a minute. He'll just shake his head in disappointment <laughs> and walk away. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the. <laughs> this is great, man. Like we we used to totally bond over video games in in my house from the old school Atari. We would play Joust, where there was some like oh, yeah. weird old like yeah. birds who would run at each other. I used to play that with my dad, which was super fun because he's kind of colorblind, so we never <laughs> knew which bird he had. Yeah. It was super super yep. fun. To man, I guess like years and years later, we taught we taught pops. How to play the, uh, the the NFL games on the on the PlayStation? Right. And man, it's nothing worse than getting schooled by your dad <laughs> playing playing the NFL. He'd hit circle and juke you out, and you're like, oh man, he just got worked by the old man in his fifties. Like that's not supposed to be happening. So it's, I love I love video games. They're a really fun bonding experience. So Absolutely, it's they really are. cool. You guys have this here, and it's really cool that it's so family friendly. Um, I know listeners of the show have probably heard me go on and on before about how. I think that tap rooms um, really should be a family-friendly environment. And I know some some customers kind of get a little ornery about, oh, this is where I come to drink. I don't need kids here. But it's like, 
you know, this is not it's not where you yeah. Come if to you drink. want to drink without kids, go to your local yeah. dive bar. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I will say, like, at bad weather here, like we work very hard to make it family friendly. So, yeah. you know, we have changing stations in all the bathrooms, not just mom's bathroom. Right. Um, dads do your yeah, duty. Dad, dads can do their do duty your duty too. duty. We have lots of games. Don't, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Our out is I know, always. Yeah, funny. I know. No yeah. changing station in the men's room. What do you, I know. As as a male, as a father, that it is nice when he can just shuffle the uh, the mom and kid off to the, the to the women's room. But we 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 eliminate that loophole here at Bad Weather, and uh, and also have lots of games, lots of space for uh, for kids to run around. We try to be as family friendly as we can. Good, good. Well, I know my family certainly appreciates it. I'm sure other families do as well. Uh, you guys have some fun beers uh, on tap this weekend. Why don't you walk us through some of the beers, Andy? Um, we've got some of the new beers. Uh, well, returning in new beers, we have our uh, Munich Hellas, which we've done a couple times. Um, we have that on tap this weekend. That will be in cans this summer. Yeah, uh, the uh, new packaging for that? Yes, we will. 16-ounce 16, uh, Tall Boys, uh, four packs. Um, we also have Anomaly, which has kind of been a rotating Kettle Sour series for us. The current uh, batch or fruit that we're using is passion fruit. So you guys change fruits out on that? We do. We've been kind of using some different fruits. Um, we've done, uh, well, Pucker Face from Beer. So Anomaly uh, is fantastic, by the way. Ago was our first one. That was raspberry. And then we've done... Um, Mango, peach, and apricot, and now the passion fruit. So that'll be in cans as well. That'll be a um, 12-ounce four-pack. When, uh, when can we expect that to, to come uh, out? Mid to late June. Mid to late June. Yep. And then we did a Northeast IPA we're calling Fog of War. Fog of War. Fog of War. We, we yeah. almost had to break Andy's arm, <laughs> twisting it to get him to do our Northeast-style yeah, IPA. It's funny because it's the Northeast IPA is the the thing now. It's hot right now. But but every brewer that I talk to is is passionately against it. And and I want to get your take on, on why that is, Andy and Josh. If you wouldn't mind weighing in, too, tell me about the Northeast IPA and, and what your take is on it as a brewing professional. Do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, to be honest, it's not really my jam. I haven't found a lot that I like, personally. It's just something with... Now, I, what, why is that, though? I'm a big fan of malt. I, malt is my... It's To me, it's the heart and soul of beer, and a lot of the... Style, northeast styles that I've had, it seems to be lacking in that character. It's 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 all about the hops, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. It's just it's not something that I prefer. Is, do you think it's it's because there's no? Is there a lack of skill in in the crafting? Is it just that it's too easy to do? Is there no nuance to to that that balance that you're looking for? What's the? No, I think it's just that's what the brewers want. They just it's it's all about hops, 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 and that's that's totally cool. It's just me personally when I, when I want to have a beer, I want to have a combination of all of those characteristics: hops, malt. Um, they just it's I don't know. It's just kind of just not one dimensional for me one dimensional josh what's your take on you guys recently did kind of a a collaboration with fair state the what is it obscurity and clarity the obscurity of purpose right and uh clarity of purpose um we pretty much tried to do a clear 
uh, non-hazy Northeast style which, IPA. Which Andy, you guys kind of did did too, didn't you? We we did do one last summer. Uh, we did, yes, yep. yeah, yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna do. I mean, we're doing Northeast IPAs, and we're gonna be doing more of them because we're gonna be experimenting with more of them because, you know, I'm with Andy on this. My personal feelings is like I'm not a big you know a big new england or northeast style ipa fan but you know that's what the industry wants and right. it's like you know that's that's just because i don't like it doesn't mean that people don't like it right for sure you know and there's a lot of great ones out there uh and so yeah why not you know brew it um brew it for the fans and do do stuff that's great give the people what they want right give the people what they want you yeah. know and you know surly's always been known for hoppier beers um and uh really northeast I didn't, style I didn't know about you, guys. you didn't know that what's <laughs> uh, this surly the you're surly about. not heard of it <laughs> but you know um especially the northeast ipas they're you know more palatable to a lot of people they may be hoppier but they're just so, you know a softer palate they're easier drinking for a lot of a lot of people do you think it's a fad or do you think it's a style that will i think be it's around? a style that will will always be around okay i would agree with that yeah yeah. Like, you, you could call it a fed, you could call it whatever you want, but the truth of the matter is, it is a style. Like, the beat, the uh, Brewers Association even recognized it as a style, so it's not going to go that, anywhere. Is that the line of delineation when when the BA says this is a style, or is it when uh, a novice or, or a fan or, or just the casual enthusiast can point to it and say, that's, that's what this is, that's the style? I don't... I think it was. It's been a style for a while. The the BA's classification was just kind of a response to that. I mm-hmm. mean, it it would it was going to be. It, it's been a style for a while, and I, I think that it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Besides the haziness, the, you know, take take. We we all know that's sort of the defining characteristic of a of a Northeast IPA. But besides that, outside of that, what do you think differentiates a Northeast IPA from a more traditional IPA? Or does is that it? Is it just the haziness? Well, it it is it is. I think it's tricky to make it because it's it's strictly virtually no bitterness whatsoever it's all hop flavor and aroma with this kind of pillowy soft mouthfeel which you can you can get that in a different couple different ways you can add um, different types of um, wheat or oats flakes kind of adjuncts to get that soft mouthfeel there's uh, you can add different types of brewing salts to get that character but it's it's strictly hop flavor and aroma and it also is dictated upon the yeast strain that you use i mean when we did upside down last summer we simply just didn't use the right yeast for it it was what we had and we tried it and it didn't give us that kind of hop character that you get with the that style and it can be very much dictated on the yeast Well, with that, we are up against a break here. Uh, final segment of the Minnesota BeerCast, live on location, recording live <laughs> on location. We're going to come back after this and talk to Josh from Surly. He's got a bunch of beers that we have not gotten to yet. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to him about all those after this. Next time on Closing Argument, chances are we know what we're voting against this November, but what, if anything, are we voting for? We'll consider it on Closing Argument with Walter Hudson, 9 to 11 weeknights on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5.
Live FM. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. There's a common thread I see every time I'm in the field. Well, this is burning. You were saving it. For the arcade weekend. This is such a, a cool idea. This is such a cool event. I'm really... I'm excited to see you do this because this is uh, this is something you don't see a lot of tap rooms do, and and the incorporation of these console video games is uh, is really a, a brilliant idea. So yeah. kudos, well done. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think it should happen every month. As a matter of fact, so let's 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 get on that, gentlemen. We are going to talk surly beer this segment. We are lucky enough to have Josh uh, invade the bad weather tap room here with some of his beers. He's going to talk to us about uh, what he's been up to over at Surly. So. Thanks for hanging out, Josh. Oh no, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, and I just want to say thank you to Bad Weather for having me here, and you know, allowing me to be here and drink beer. And, uh, <laughs> this is a this is a great event. Uh, it was really so, a stretch for him. Yeah, no, it was really a stretch, but yeah, I couldn't be happier to be here. This is this is a great event, and I definitely plan to kill some of these video games after this because <laughs> I am a big video game guy. So, what you um, been brewing lately? So we got a couple things. Um, the, the the biggest thing is we got a new small batch series going on. Uh, it's called the BC uh, Surly BC Small Batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where we kind of get to play around with styles and different things and uh, kind of put our creative minds together and um, see what we come up with and then put it out in uh, small batches in cans and then also uh, you know like in the beer hall. So uh, the small batch series is run you know anywhere size wise between 60 barrels and 120 barrels, so it's going to be extremely limited. The, um, the the BC small batch is that kind of like a, a harken back to the old days in, yeah. in Brooklyn Center? Yeah, it's exactly uh, exactly it. The cool thing is, is you know we have our big destination brewery, and that's a lot of production. But that leaves us uh, at our BC or Brooklyn Center facility uh, the ability to do a lot of small batch stuff, a lot of creative stuff, a lot of new different things. And so it's it's kind of nice to have those capabilities to be able to do those. So and the inside the upside. Yeah. Down is the one that you've yep. got so the, now. The first one we have is uh, inside the upside down. It's uh, an imperial uh, imperial sour ale um, with strawberry puree and whole raspberries. Uh, it <laughs> clocks in at nine percent, but drinks like a zero percent beer. So just a little heads up. <laughs> yeah, that's um, uh, that's a little punch for a sour ale. No, but it's it's absolutely delicious. How, how, uh, just, d- I, how does that work? How do you? Is that a difficult proposition to to get it, that it, up to nine percent? Yeah, I mean it's. It's very process heavy. There's obviously a lot of ingredients, a lot of raw ingredients that go into making it. Um, hence why a little bit heftier price point, but yeah. it it's it's worth it. Worth you know, every a, penny. Worth every penny. Um, the whole idea behind it too was. Um, Myself and Jonathan Wakefield from Jay Wakefield Brewing in Miami, Florida, got together and just started talking about brewing a beer together. And they're really known for their, you know, fruited Berliners. Mm-hmm. Um, and Surly is more known for our, you know, hoppier side of beers like we discussed earlier. Right. Um, so we just started talking about it and uh, we decided to make an Imperial Sour Ale with strawberries, raspberries, and then we actually dry hopped it with Centennial. Wow. Nice. So yeah, this it, does not, uh, it doesn't drink like a 9%. No. No, like, it's got a really, like, uh, nice, really fruit-heavy, nice tartness. And then also the hops, I mean, this wow. is yeah. my personal opinion, just lends to more of, like, a organic um, aroma and flavor. 
Uh, so you're not getting that like artificial fruit, which we didn't use artificial fruit, but you almost know, tastes sometimes it wineish. Yeah, I mean, it almost tastes like like you know, it, it, like it's got a bit. It tastes like almost a glass of wine. Yeah, I would uh, I would definitely give some of this to my my better half yeah. at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's like fresh strawberries. It's yeah. not like artificial. So I think you know where. You, it makes a difference where you're getting your purees or however you're getting those flavors yep. instead of some of the uh, different. Uh, is it? I don't know. Instead I don't know of how to ask but I mean, is it common for for corners to be cut in that arena oh, when you're sure. when, when mean, you're doing you know, the, the the fruit the the fruit sours or the fruit beers? Yeah, for sure. And, and there's a lot of uh, you know just flavor additive kind of stuff that you can go extracts. Yeah, and, extracts, different things that you know some of them are really good and they can give you the flavors you're looking for, but you can miss with them too. Well, some yeah. some people will will say that making kettle sour is cutting corners, won't they? I mean. Traditional, yeah. you know, yeah, like traditionalists. Yeah, like they think they they, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you tell them, you tell them, Zach. They might say that. So you you went down to Jay Wakefield, and I understand that you also did a mural while you were down there, Josh. Yeah. So uh, my kind of side hobby is I'm a mural painter. So went yeah, down to Jay Wakefield. Those don't know you. You are an artist. Well, like, thank you. A legit yeah. artist. So like yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, I went down to uh, Jay Wakefield to brew um, the original version of Inside the Upside Down, which was called What About Barb? So, obviously, both are Stranger Things references. <laughs> Love um, that name. Yes, but when we did it, we kind of um, we brewed it during Art Basel, which is one of the largest art gatherings in the world. Oh, really? Uh, and then I approached... Um, the people at Jay Wakefield and I was like, "Hey, let's brew this beer, but at the same time, I'm gonna if you guys want, I'll paint a mural for you." Hell yeah! During Art Basel, so yeah, we, um, our head brewer, one of our head brewers, and I went down there for Art Basel, brewed a beer, and then I stayed a couple extra days and painted a mural for him. It's a uh, cool. it's a Ghost Rider mural, but with a flaming hop skull head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We- so so I haven't watched the second season of Stranger Things. Did Barb? Did she come back? We're not gonna tell you, Zach. No, you gotta watch it. It's, there's yeah, no spoilers on the beer cast. I did watch it. Beer Jeez, cast is a spoiler-free zone. It. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to talk about Heat Slayer next, but I also want to throw a curveball at you, Josh. We didn't oh. talk about this oh boy. before the show, but what's up with Darkness Day? Yeah, what is up with Darkness Day? So what do we Day? want to talk about first, Heat Slayer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really Josh, Josh, I'm not much of a camper. <laughs> I'm really. So how am I this. supposed to? How am I supposed to darkness day? I'm pumped. I think there's RV parks. <laughs> <laughs> well, darkness day is is, is evolving. It, it, it's evolving. Uh, it's it's, be it's definitely evolving. It's you know it's growing, and so you know the difficult part was trying to host darkness day at our Brooklyn Center facility. Yeah, it's been you know, and dealing with thousands of people that come through and all the other permits and everything we have to pull it's it's you know we have to yeah. we have to change it yeah and maybe um, we'll maybe we'll get omar on uh one of these weeks here and, and talk to him about it but i mean every year for the last i don't know how many years he said hey enjoy the last darkness day it's gonna be great because yeah, it was fun saying that for years because <laughs> it's like you never know how much longer you guys are gonna be yeah. able to do it because it's just it doesn't fit it's like fitting 10 it's, pounds it's into a five pound itself. bag yeah it's outgrown itself yeah um, so. so yeah, this year it's going to be in Somerset, Wisconsin, um, at 
uh, one of the float right venues. Yeah. Uh, and there's tons of camping, which is great. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, we're able to expand it and do more things. I mean, the fact that it's in Wisconsin, it, it allows us to sell bottles and, you know, expand uh, Darkness Day itself. Like, we're going to, this year, we're going to have Darkness variants in bottles for sale. See, I'm, ex- I'm excited for all those things. We'll, we'll let you off the hook. We'll pass the buck to Omar. Maybe we'll get him on to tell us more about it in another episode. Let's talk can, about Can he Slayer. give us a camping tutorial? <laughs> <laughs> Bring lots of cigars and lots of firewood. Okay. And a lot of beer because there is going to be a bottle share. Yeah. There, oh, there you okay. go. All right. So beers and cigars. Okay, got it. <laughs> Heat Slayer Kolsch, Josh. Yeah, Heat Slayers are Kolsch uh, style ale. Um, and yeah, it's an easy drinking Kolsch style. Comes in around 5%. And it's going to be releasing in our next series of variety packs, which are going to be in stores the week of May 21st. Um, nice. And to be frank, it's my favorite beer right now. It's such a really nice, light, crisp, easy drinking beer for summer. Summer drinking with the what the folks would call a, a lawnmower beer. Yes. <laughs> or cabin beer. Or cabin beer. Or a camping beer, Zach. Yeah. Can't 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 camp, camping. <laughs> do you do that in a hotel? <laughs> right, yeah. Is there a big screen? I need sixty inches at least. Is there electricity? <laughs> can I can I run my Nintendo Switch? <laughs> do I have to dig a hole to go to the bathroom? <laughs> so tell me about Slay Day. What you guys are doing on Slay Day? So Slay Day like a Christmas thing. It really does, doesn't it? <laughs> if it was Get in the middle of summer. And, um, yeah, Slay Days. Um, it's Memorial, I believe it's yeah Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. and it's just a pretty much a re- release celebration for our um, to the start of Minnesota summer, right? And our Colch-inspired beer heat slayer. So it's going to be at um, it's going to be uh, at the beer garden, right? And yeah, it's just a, an event that you know kind of pays homage to Cologne, Germany, or where really the uh, Cologne. Well, they inspired uh, Kolsch the, the Kolsch-style style. beer, right? Yeah, it was inspired by. Nice. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like something the Minnesota Beer Cast should be at. I'm, I'm going to be there. Okay. If you All bring right. these microphones, maybe we'll we'll figure something out. We'll figure maybe something then you out. can pin down Omar. Oh, there you go. Oh, you I, th- now. I think... I think we might I love just, it when a we, plan we might comes just, together. We might have just booked a show. <laughs> See if we can make that happen. Well, thank you to uh, Bad Weather for having us out. Awesome event. It's happening all weekend long, right? You got it. So Through get Sunday. down here this weekend, Saturday, yes. Sunday. Enjoy the uh, cheers. Enjoy everyone. the arcade. Yeah, happy anniversary. Out. Thank you to Surly for stopping by and uh, telling us about all the amazing stuff going on with that. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast. We will be back next week. See ya. Cheers. Cheers.